0: What is up, everybody? This is the Wild Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Heskett, and this is Episode 15. Today, I interview my good friend and fellow coach, Risa Cisco. So, Risa, uh, we met through a mentorship in the past, and uh, she was was being passed a health and fitness coach, just like myself. And she has recently switched because this is more in the alignment of who she is as a coach to a nervous system, more of a nervous system regulation coach. So the easiest way to explain this without totally butchering what she does, because you'll get more of that in the interview and thou better explain it better than I can. Uh, It's going to be a lot of stress management, but really it comes down to regulating your nervous system to achieve optimal mental and physical uh, performance. So. Before I totally butcher exactly what she does and does a disservice to her, we're gonna get started with the interview, and you're gonna get a lot out of today's interview with Risa. What's up, Risa? Hi. All right. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you became a coach.
1: Yeah. So first off, I am so excited to be here. Um, my name is Risa Sisko. I am Formerly an occupational therapist. So I got my start in a hospital setting where I was working a lot as an occupational therapist on building habits, routines, doing custom training programs, mindset work, cognitive behavioral strategies, regulation, all of those fun things. And I also um, specialized in feeding. So um, at some point I kind of went through my own fitness, health, wellness journey and just fell in love with it. And so I at some point um, about year and a half ago, I kind of combined my passions of everything OT related and everything fitness related. And that's how I got started in coaching. And, and now here we are. So
0: here you are, online coach. So we met through a mentor. We were both going through like a year and a half ago. At, it's weird to say like a year and a half ago, like, holy shit, it's been that long. I know. Um, it feels
1: like it's been two weeks and also 20 years. At yes. The same time.
0: Yes. That, that is the online business like owning an online business like it it hasn't been that long also it feels like i've aged 20 years yes exactly um so who, who do you primarily work with as like your client
1: Yeah. Currently, I I really focus in on women who also are coming from a healthcare setting or coming from like high stress executive type positions. Um, Typically, they're in like the 35, anywhere up to 55 age Mm -hmm. range. Usually, they are coming to me with very high stress levels. Um, They've been under eating, overtraining, needing to basically do a full lifestyle rehaul of of their habits.
0: So. Super high stress individuals.
1: Yeah. Yep. Basically, they're a carbon copy of me when I was still in the hospital. That's who I work with.
0: Healthcare and executive. So, when what's like a great, like stress management seems to be like I do it with my clients all the time, but it's mm-hmm. one of those things that saying like you need to manage your stress is super simple, but then like implementing stress management is actually like not. The easiest thing. So what's like something that you found has been very successful for stress management?
1: Yeah. I think stress management has become this huge like trigger word. It's like mindset now. It's <laughs> yes. like everywhere. And I think everyone is there, they keep hearing all these strategies. And like you said, how do you actually implement it? That's always the question. And that's what I think as coaches, we grapple with every day is how can we help our clients implement? Um, so what I've actually done is From my experience as an OT, I created um, an entire program for this called Neuroregulation. So what I saw was, as I was helping a lot of clients, um, both in the hospital and online setting, was we were doing the stress management techniques, and it wasn't really creating long-term change. Mm -hmm. So I really took it back to the physiological level of stress. How do we actually manage stress at a physiological level. And that is what neuroregulation does is we go into your nervous system because your nervous system is what dictates stress,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whether you're regulated or dysregulated. So if we can first off, figure out how does your nervous system respond, react, because it is working every single millisecond of every single day, you know, it really does dictate every single reaction, behavior, how you talk, how you speak, all of those things. So if we can go in and actually create change there, we see changes throughout a person's entire life. You know, I've seen so many women who they stop binge eating within weeks. Um, I have a lot of women who not only um, start losing weight, who've been stuck for a long time when we can manage stress, women who left jobs, who've been promoted, Jobs, it is a truly like life changing process to start understanding your body in a way you've never probably understood it before.
0: So that sounds really, really difficult to the average person probably listening in. How would you go about like tapping into your, for lack of a better term, but tapping into your own nervous system to figure out how to essentially down regulate? Because usually stress is like. Too much. Yeah. Too much going on.
1: Yeah. So we understand stress and what it does is slows down your thyroid, makes it harder to lose weight, slows down your metabolism, slows down your immune system. We know the effects of stress. But you know, just to kind of simplify this, because yeah, Mm -hmm. when anytime we hear about like nervous system, I think everyone goes like what's up? That 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 sounds like that sounds way too much work. It's too much work. And it's really, it's not so. Just to like give an example for all of us, I'm sure this has happened, is you get super stressed. You're anxious about something and someone comes up and says, don't worry about it. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Like it's not even worth stressing out about. Like, does that word Punch
0: anyone? you in the face.
1: Yeah. It's the only thing by usually reaction is like, I just want to strangle you right now. Like get away from me is our nervous system doesn't communicate through words or language. It communicates through our sensory system. So first, we just have to figure out what state you're in. And I break that into four. And you can use, it depends on on how your brain works, colors, numbers, or names. So for me, I personally, I like the color system. So I have blue zone, green zone, yellow zone, red zone. It is as simple as that. Is if you have an idea of which zone you're in, then we build you a toolbox of, if you're in the blue zone, how do we get you back to the green zone, which is when you're happy, you're calm, because we know when we're in those states, we can start drinking water. We can start a workout routine. We can we can do all of those habits that we need to do to create a healthy, balanced lifestyle and meet all of our goals. It's when we're in those states of what we call dysregulation, when either we're basically in that fight or flight, when we've mm-hmm. tapped into that, or we actually shut down and that's usually what I hear. I want to get started, but it feels like I can't. Yes. Yes. Like I, I want to, I really want to start that workout program that my coach gave me. I just, I can't do it. And then they're like, but why? And then we try to use willpower and we're waiting for motivation to come, <laughs> all of those things. And it just, it doesn't work. So we, we build toolkits, for each of those zones to help you become regulated. So you can go about your day and, and live your best life really is what it comes down to.
0: So like greens up, sounds like green is the best.
1: And you mm-hmm. can tell
0: me if I'm wrong. Yellow's like concern and red's like, you need to get the fuck out of there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So how I kind of describe it, blue zone is, this is when I see people, they're usually like shutting down. Mm-hmm. It's hard It's hard to think, it's hard to sometimes even communicate. Like. I'm going to use me as an example. Um, There's certain things um, that will come up. I get super overwhelmed, and my husband he used to always ask me like, "What's wrong? Tell me what's wrong. How can I help? What can I do?" And at that point, I was like, "I can't even. I can't even tell you. Like, there. I just don't have the words." You're just and, like frozen. Yeah, I was basically frozen, and so now I learned to communicate to my husband. If I say I'm in the blue zone, he knows to stop asking questions. That mm, at that point. That. I can't talk to you. Uh, there's nothing I can say. He knows that usually for me, I need deep pressure. I need a hug. Give me a hug. Help me calm down. Get me back to that green zone, the happy, regulated state, and then I can talk to you. So, yeah, blue zone, you're kind of frozen. You feel stuck. Yellow zone is usually when you're frustrated, anxious, worried, um, kind of some of those racing thoughts. This is where a lot of us live day to day. Um, we just have high stress lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just our reality. And so most of us live in that kind of yellow zone. And then red zone is like, you are, you, you've fallen off the cliff. You are angry. You're yelling, you're screaming. It's when we, we start lashing out, um, Mm -hmm. is usually when we're in the red zone. Okay.
0: So obviously yellow, like it's not the worst, it's not great though because like you said most people are in that zone and i fully agree with that very few people actually are in green
1: yeah but the goal is i mean i think right. hopefully everyone would agree we all want to be happy regulated calm you know i always think that like green is party mode you
0: mm, know, that's like vacation almost
1: yeah like that's when we feel most connected with ourselves with other people i mean who doesn't want to spend the majority of their time in in the green zone um, right but for, again, the reality for most of us is that's not the case.
0: Okay. So if I was in yellow, mm-hmm. what would be some things you would do to get me back to green?
1: Yeah. So kind of like I mentioned earlier, our, our nervous system doesn't communicate through language. So I can't come up to you and say, hey, Chris, calm down. <laughs> like, again. <laughs>
0: that would put me does, to red.
1: Yeah. it doesn't really help. So we actually, we use our sensory system. And this is a, as an OT, I love this topic because we understand the sensory system. So well. this is what we are experts in. So this is when we use movement, we use touch, sound, um, visual, um, smell. We tap into our senses. That is what helps communicate to our body that it's safe, we can calm down. So for example, if you're in the yellow zone, that could be you go for a walk. Mm-hmm. So many of us find it very, very calming, getting that what we call vestibular movement, that change in head position. So walking, this is why rocking for anyone out there who has a kid or I'm sure most of us probably remember as a child, you would start crying. Your parent would come pick you up and rock you slowly back and forth. We're, we're doing that as we did for kids. We're doing that for ourselves as adults. Hmm. Basically hmm. what we're doing. We're doing all those same, we're using those same tools and techniques, just on a different level. Um, most of us as adults probably don't want to be picked up and like rocked, but um, we can do that ourselves through walking, swinging, uh, rocking chairs, those kind of movements. Okay. Okay. Nice.
0: So that would be the movement aspect.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What, so what, other, like, what would be the other tips for the other senses?
1: Yeah. So first off, we always have to identify which state we're in because okay. blue zone and red zone, you're probably going to have different tools. So that's why I yes. call it a toolbox, toolkit, whatever okay. you want to say is we need different things for different situations. So, for example, with let's just use movement. Mm-hmm. If you're in the red zone, most of us are going to find really slow, linear movement patterns to be really calming. We're trying to calm mm-hmm. our nervous system. Versus, if you're in the blue zone and you like movement, you're probably going to want things that are more like jumping um, that are going to excite your system. Yeah. The like, you know, I think spinning on a swing. We've all done that as a kid, where you like a <laughs> little, um, yep. you wires know, up and then you like let go and you start spinning really fast. That would actually excite and help wake up your system. So typically then people are going to feel a little bit more present, a little bit more connected if they were in that like frozen kind of state.
0: I feel you would naturally go to like, if I'm really pissed off, I'm not going to wrap us, like go in on a swing and like wrap up really tightly and let go. However, if I was in that blue state, that sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's all about just understanding your body in a different way and then using our senses to actually help our, our regulation state because we all know we are we make better decisions we are able to do things differently when we're we're calm you know if, for anyone who's like if you go back to like your favorite vacation for most of us is when we're usually very relaxed mm-hmm. you know if i came up to you and said ah, you have like two weeks of laundry that you're like behind on you've probably been like no worry it's fine it'll be there no big deal yeah but if you were already in like the red zone your kids you had made dinner no one's eating what you made um everyone needs a bath you like have five zillion things that you have to do you know making treats for the next day at school and then someone came and told you you have two weeks worth of laundry that you also have to do you probably would have a very different reaction yes so it's the same problem but depending on your your regulation state you're going to react differently. Okay. So again, this all okay. goes back to fitness, health. Um, how can we help our clients start new routines? Because that's usually what we're doing is helping you starting with new workout routines, building habits around eating more protein and eating healthier diet, diets, all of those things. And so if we can help our clients be in a regulated state, all of those things become so much easier.
0: Now someone, so let's say someone in the red and blue zones, mm-hmm. does like any binaural beats or aromatherapy type things, is there any merit there? Of Could those help since that would be sound and smell? Is there any merit there?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, actually, I have one of my clients who she she kind of oscillates between the blue zone and red zone. So for her, what we actually found is she has different smells in her house that she can go to. So she has like the little plug-ins in the mm-hmm. wall. So usually at work, when she's sitting in her office, she has more of those relaxing lavender, peach, those kind of smells. Okay. When she feels like she's shutting down, she goes into her fridge and she'll like smell like lemons, limes, those more pungent, spicy Smells and it does actually help her. Um, she okay. also uses cough drops as well. Um, cough drops for her work wonders for emotional eating because she gets the smell of the menthol, which she finds very calming. Um, she also gets the, the texture and the taste from that. She gets to chew on it. There's so many senses that we kind of are exciting for her mm-hmm. that she finds that she no longer has the need for emotional eating after she hmm. eats.
0: After all. Hmm. So, That's interesting.
1: Yeah. For her, we found that is super effective. So yeah. Um, smells are super powerful. This is why aromatherapy works. Okay. Because we're tapping into one of our senses, um, you know, smells sights, taste. Um, I don't know about you. I have a lot of clients who are emotional eaters mm-hmm. and yeah. I hear a lot of times I didn't even realize I was doing it until like the entire sleeve of Oreos was gone. So what I, I have a lot of my clients do kind of depending on, on the root cause of Mm -hmm. of why they're emotional eating is first off, name it. If you're at the sink, eating an Oreo, name what you're doing saying, I am really stressed out. I feel my shoulders are tight. Because that clues us in that, like, oh, hey, okay, we're we're in maybe the yellow zone right now, and then I'm stress eating. As soon as you name what's going on, bring awareness, bring it to your conscious state, then you can start dealing with it. Um, I also have people we use timers of like, hey, if you feel like, because again, food is a very sensory based thing that we all do. And for most of us, we've learned a way of regulating our our nervous system is through food, is Mm -hmm. through alcohol. There's nothing wrong with that. And unless it's starting to really impact meeting your goals, if you're trying to lose weight, and obviously if you emotionally eat every single night or have a couple glasses of wine, then that's when it's a problem and we need to find new strategies.
0: Yeah. It's not harmless. It's now affecting your health.
1: Yeah. So So we first we have you mean what is happening, and then we can have you then build in those tools. So sometimes um, some of my clients too they say I'm really fidgety, and if I don't have anything in my hands, I'm gonna like I'm gonna start eating. So mm. what we do okay. is we find things textures that they like to touch, the fidget spinners, those kind of things that we can keep their hand busy. I have a client she loves to color, so when she has that urge when she's sitting watching TV and she's like she would normally go for food we have a coloring book right next to where she sits and she grabs it and she starts coloring. And she says nine out of 10 times, the urge hmm. to go eat is gone. Now, if she's still hungry and she's still 10, 20 minutes later, wants to go eat, she goes and eats. Um, but we we have found other strategies for her to help calm her nervous system down.
0: That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I know. So I looked into, I actually, I have a a guide in my Facebook group on like benefits of nature therapy. And one of the things they were looking into was if they isolated smells and used aromatherapy, would that, you know, does that cause any physiological changes? And they saw decrease in blood pressure, Mm -hmm. increase in parasympathetic activation, decrease in sympathetic uh, nervous system activation. For those of you listening, parasympathetic is your rest and digest your, like your relaxation your green zone basically where sympathetic is fight or flight so that'd be like your red zone yeah um so they use like pine essential oils for that and show that that but i was wondering if that that was only that research and that's all i've looked into so i was wondering if there was any merit to other areas yeah. uh, of course sorry other smells i should say yeah. that sounds like it is
1: yeah absolutely and this again this really goes back to my occupational therapy background, is this is what we do for kids, um, you know, kind of classic example, autism is typically Mm -hmm. they have a lot of sensory processing issues. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we use all of our senses to help them be able to calm so they can sit at a table and participate and do schoolwork or, or learn how to play all of those skills that we need as kids. So You know, I think a lot of times we think of those things as things that are only for children, but they're for adults as well. You know, our nervous system is 200 to 500 million years old. It's very much a part of who we are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, this is why I'm so passionate about this is because no one talks about nervous system. No one talks about it as we very rarely. So, but I see this is where my clients make the most Progress is when we start understanding our body. Is when we can tap into those clues. Of I know for me, my shoulders. I hold so (laughs) much stress in my shoulders. Um. So when I start feeling that, I that's my cue that I need to go do some of my regulation tools. I need to go for a walk. I need to to you know go smell things. For me, when I was at the hospital, um, you know, I worked with a lot of very fragile children, um, you know, sometimes they passed away and I mean, it, it takes an emotional toll. My Instagram, I have one that's just for my dogs and the entire like Instagram account is just Cavalier King Charles Spaniels, And that was my happy place. So I would use visuals and I would go, I'd have like a couple minutes before my next patient, I would go and I would scroll and it would make me happy and it would help me kind of calm down. So that's why a lot of people also find social media. To be calming mm-hmm. is finding well, that can also be a trigger um, yes. for some of us, but you know, finding visuals that also calm you down.
0: If there's a fine balance between like using it constructively and like escapism from the real world.
1: Yes. To or a destructive about a way to heighten your responses, and maybe I have another client that's yeah. like I had to completely shut off show, social media. Cause it immediately put me into the red zone. Um, so for him, he's found that wasn't helpful. I have a, some other people who they actually, that is part of their unwinding process before bed and that works for them. So it's always back to every single person's nervous system is going to be different. You have to find what works for you and get curious. That's the fun part is getting curious about what is your body telling you? And then what, what makes you feel the best? How do you respond the best?
0: Yep. Nope doesn't sound like there's any black or white the only black or white answers are use all your senses but how you use it's going to vary individually
1: yeah you know even with touch um again i kind of use the hug example but like weighted blankets that's another really oh yeah so we have even within the touch category we have what we call proprioception so we have active and passive so active you go up to your wife you give her a hug and she, you know, you can probably even just like feel her calming down or mm-hmm. I know your, your baby daughter, um, you know, when yep. she's upset, you come and you give her a big hug, that's active. Um, and then we have also passive. So this is, you, or sorry, passive is when you're doing it to someone else, active okay. is when you're doing it to yourself. Um, I can do that. I love this is you basically give yourself a big hug and you, you give yourself your own hug. And so you give yourself a big squeeze for a couple seconds and then relax you're you're stimulating those same senses i have some people who they like to do like padding and they'll you know on their arms their chest um anyone who has heard of somatic therapy before tapping and like different marine spots um okay. very very powerful we're we're tapping back into our touch sense um that proprioception and that's again why those things work so for anyone out there who's seen all of those stress management tips and tricks and tools and have gone through the whole long list. When you start, if you go back through those, start looking at like, okay, aromatherapy is smell. Um, going for a walk. That's what we call vestibular. You're going to find patterns that they're all related back to some sort of sensation. And that's why those things work. And then it's up to you to figure out what sensations create different effects in your body. For me, sometimes, you know, vestibular, I get nauseous. So for me, swinging would not always be the best tool, but walking, love it. That works for me. So again, this is always the fun part is helping people really build their toolkits of because what works at home isn't going to necessarily work if you're in the like grocery store and, you know, kids are screaming and you're trying to like, calm down in the middle of it. You're probably not going to be able, you can't just like go for a walk. Um, You're going to need those kind of tools for different situations, different emotions, all of those things.
0: Okay, interesting. Um, I want to backtrack to visual. Um, What would be like, is this, like can someone change how their office is laid out or their bed or something to help them either go from the blue to the green or drop down from red, like w- visually, what could you do? That's not social media
1: yeah. to help you. Yeah. So like you said, changing your environment. Um, some people like having a lot of clutter and things on the wall. That's very calming to them. The next person that's overstimulating
0: that's me and uh, my wife.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, depending on like, you know, where you work, if there's people walking, you know, in front of your desk all day and that's very distracting and, and causing you more anxiety and stress, maybe you need a turn so you don't see them. Um, you know, little things like that can make such a huge, huge difference. This is why um I'm not I don't know too much about this, but like feng shui and those kind of things, they're helping you create an environment where you feel the most relaxed. So it's it's using a lot ah. of visual senses.
0: Okay.
1: But you know, with not using social media is, you know, I, I tell a lot of my clients is have favorite pictures from vacations, the moments where they were like really regulated, and happy, you know, college graduations for their kids, those kind of moments, kids first walking, all of those fun things, have those saved in a folder on your phone. So instead of going to maybe necessarily social media, go back and like watch a video that you took while you were on vacation of like the sunset we can use those moments to really help ground us back in, into our bodies. Um, or like me, the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel pictures. And I would just <laughs> scroll and scroll and scroll and that was my, my happy place.
0: Got it. Okay. That's very interesting. But also v- easy, like you can easily get that set up to set, like in 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. You know, there's simple things everyone can do starting today. I bet everyone can find one or two things that they are already doing. Because here's the thing: even though you may have never heard of your nervous system, um, you know, sympathetic, parasympathetic, that could be all brand new to you today. But I can guarantee you have already started doing all of these regulation tools without probably even knowing it. So again, most of us we we already know, like, hey, I go for a walk, or we've all been in that boring meeting. When you're like trying to keep your eyes open, and you're like <laughs> to, like tap your foot, or you drink a cold drink of water, like we we do those things. Those are all sensory tools to help either excite or calm our nervous system. So I would say for those listening, first step would be one: pick up on the things that you're already doing. What do, are you doing to help calm down? Do you take a bath? Do you go for a walk? Um, do you have? A tea with a certain scent that you love. Um, Do you, you know, is it social media? What are the things that you're already doing? And then build off of that. Because that's already going to clue you in of like what your body actually likes to do. And then you can find other tools that are maybe similar um, that you can start adding into your routine. That's awesome. Yeah. I would say last kind of thing on that is practice. This comes down to practice because you cannot practice these new tools when you're in the red zone, because we know when we're in the red zone, our frontal lobe that like part of us that is responsible for, you know, thought, thinking, all of those things. It slows down. We lose blood flow to those areas. So that is not the time to like try some of these new things. You're going to just be more frustrated. Practice when you're already calm get a feel of how your body's responding. I have my clients do first check in, how does your body feel? Do you notice tightness in your shoulders? Maybe a little headache, a little bit of sinus pressure, a little bit of that like tightness in your chest. Check in with your body, use one of the tools and then check in after. Maybe your shoulders dropped a little, maybe not. your chest doesn't feel as tight. Your racing thoughts are a little bit slower. And then start picking up on those patterns. Because then once you practice those things, then in the moment when you are in the yellow zone, red zone, blue zone, that's when you can start using them because your body then already has picked up on, oh, hey, last time we did this, I felt better. And it, it's going to respond much faster.
0: Um, do you, so something I use with a lot of clients is like breathing techniques. Do you use any deep breathing with your clients?
1: Yes. Oh, I love deep breathing. Deep breathing is one of those that really does truly change our nervous system. So I think the the common ones, box breathing, Mm -hmm. um, four, four, four pattern. So breathe in for four, you hold it for four and you breathe out for four. Um, Another one I commonly use is four, seven, eight. So breathe in for four, you hold it for seven and then you breathe out for eight.
0: That I think not remember going to do
1: that more than three times. Three or four times. <laughs> don't get lightheaded. Um, but for some people who are in like the red zone, who need a little bit more calming, some of that really holding it can really help.
0: Um, um, I know um, Dr. Huberman just did a thing and it was in the book um, Breathe by James Nestor was like the double inhale and one exhale. Have you ever tried that with clients?
1: Um, I haven't necessarily tried that one, you know, again, with breathing, breathing is one of those, it's not that you can mess it up, but things to be mindful of. If you are in the blue zone, you're already in that shutdown. Your breathing has probably already slowed. You don't want to do deep breathing if you are in the blue zone, because it's only going to like make you slow down more, more. That's when you want to do like some quick, fast breathing. That might be where like the two quick inhalations and then an exhalation that would probably be when that would be most useful okay if you're in the red zone doing quick breaths you're you're probably going to start like hyperventilating you want to do more of a calming breath okay so you know again you always have to figure out what state are you in first and then find the tools that that really match
0: box breathing is usually what I recommend to most people Mm -hmm. it's easy to remember which is no it's not the easiest thing to do anyone who has never tried like it's like oh it's just four seconds but it's like hold for four exhale four yeah it it's it can be tough
1: yeah and again this is why you have to practice when you're yes. well you
0: because you won't remember to do it at all if you're in the red nope nope
1: nope nope um and yeah this kind of goes back to the somatic work too is in the moment, that's not the time that you wanna process anything. That's not when you're gonna like sit down and have a rational conversation about your thoughts and feelings. You're gonna do that after. So the tools, the sensory-based tools are used in the moment. And then after, you know, say get a fight with your husband, Um, actually one of my clients, so I worked with a couple and the first time we had talked about this and we talked about it individually, I got a message later on where they'd been in a fight and they were actually able to change their, their normal kind of fight pattern because they both recognized their, their nervous system state. She realized that for her, she gets into a fight mode and she kind of starts more attacking mm-hmm. and he shuts down. Mm-hmm. And so they were able to recognize that they both went, did their own version of call me. And then they were able to come back and have a discussion that they needed to have. this is like the power of of neuroregulation is it doesn't just stop at at fitness health i see this impact relationships jobs for those of you with stressful jobs especially the more you can stay present calm you're going to help everyone else around you stay calmer as well
0: Well, i find a lot of people who struggle with weight loss they have high stress lives whether it's you know, especially if you work in healthcare or you have an executive type position, you're senior management, um, you have kids, family, and then you're trying to do like HIIT workouts five days a week, super low calorie diet. Like it's just stress upon stress upon stress. And if you can't manage that, you're just fighting this uphill battle. Absolutely. Yeah. And most of the time people don't want to listen to like, managing your stress because it doesn't sound like you're doing it.
1: Yeah, it's one of the least sexy things I think we can do, but it really truly is the best gift that you can give to yourself and anyone else around you is being able to regulate your nervous system and your stress levels. Um, because no one wants to be around you when you're in the red zone. Uh, I mean, you know, if we're being honest, um, you know, people, you're going to show up for yourself and for everyone else in your life better if you can can stay regulated, can control your stress. So a lot of times this is where I start with clients now is we start here as we're making changes to nutrition and workouts and those things. But we start with stress. Um, so that way, when we do get to the point where we do need to increase workouts and those things, we aren't adding more stress. Mm -hmm. because we've been working on stress in the background the whole time
0: i know i made um a change with my client journey of before we really move clients to what like our phase two which we call our ascent phase they have to have some sort of stress management skill so we added that but i like how you've broken things down i'm like okay i I think i might need to make a few changes (laughs) um just it's so simple the way you've explained it. But also I'm like, I could, I can see like, we're looking at like high stress versus low stress. We're not looking at the difference between the red and the blue, which is very important because you're right. There's two, I have a tendency to go into like a blue zone. Whereas my wife's definitely like, she goes red zone. And yeah, two totally different ways to manage those things.
1: Yeah. And like, even that right there, is you now have a better understanding of how you respond. So in those moments, you you can now pick up on it faster. Like, oh hey, you know what? I am shutting down. I need to be a little bit more present right now. Or maybe <laughs> for her, you can maybe recognize like, oh, she's in the red zone. I need to like tiptoe <laughs> back out of the room, yep. nice and quiet, and give her some space, or you know, whatever it may be. So yeah, it's it makes logical sense when we break it down this way, but again, no one's breaking it down this way. And this is the part that, um, you know, again, this is why I'm so passionate about this is because it, it, it truly does transcend a weight loss journey. This is tools you use every single day for the rest of, of your life. And I know, and I know for you as well is when we're working with clients, we are with the sole purpose of making this a long-term change for mm-hmm. them. This is part of it. It, it, no one out there doesn't deal with stress on some level um, and being able to continue these kind of programs and, you know, weight loss management and all those things really comes down to, can you manage your stress levels?
0: Yeah, I think the way you broke it down, it's, it's awesome, but it's also like, like I said earlier, like someone could go and take the tips you've told me today and implement them in five, 10, 15 minutes, like, yeah. all right, like get buy some essential oils, buy a diffuser, get that set up, some different texture things, um, set aside an album on your, uh, your phone for a different picture, like very easy to implement, but long lasting results.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm always aiming for, after you try those tools, 1% better. Do you even feel 1% better? Because then each time you do it and you feel 1% better each time over time, this is not going to be like an instant thing where like you do this once and it's like, you know, magic happens. It's you doing this consistently. It always comes back to consistency. Yes, it does. Can you be consistent with this?
0: Um, I did like how you said it's very logical, but when you're in the blue and red zones, you're never going to use logic. You're running off. Pure emotion, which is why you need to practice these things when you are in green and yellow, where you can actually use logic.
1: Absolutely, yeah. You have to be regulated to practice. Um, Yeah, this is what I teach my clients all the time. We have to be regulated. If we're not regulated, everything we do in life just feels harder. I know, and I'm sure too. As a as a business owner, you felt this. And Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, I have. I thought I was a pretty like even keeled (laughs) stay until I started a business. And then I found I was going through like blue zone, yellow zone, red zone, green zone, blue zone, red zone, like all day, every day. And the best thing that I have found, again, for me personally, and also with clients is being able to regulate my, my emotions. And so I can make logical decisions because then I I can show up for my clients better when I'm in a calm, regulated place versus if I'm in the red zone, you don't want to have me doing your check-in. Um, I'm going to come in a little bit hot. Um, you want yeah. me as a coach to be regulated. So that's, you know, from a business point of view, from a personal standpoint, this has honestly been the thing that has really made the biggest impact on on my life.
0: Definitely. I mean, before starting my own like. I never really had like anxiety issues. I've never had like an anxiety attack. Yeah, starting a business, uh, I've experienced a couple of those. But because I do actually know how to regulate things, I can then turn that anxiety attack into something productive because usually it's a problem that I've been putting off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh shit, okay, if I regulate it, now I'm going to actually like solve that problem and figure out what, I might not be able to solve it now. Like the last one I had was like middle of the night, like I can't solve it now. I just need to deregulate and I just use box breathing. Yep. Come back down, I'll deal with it in the morning. And I was able to go back to sleep.
1: Yeah, I know, not to go like too deep into like polyvagal theory, cause you could get me off on a whole like four hour tangent <laughs> on polyvagal theory, but one of Maybe next things, time. Yeah, next time is what we call freeze. So this is when your sympathetic nervous system Butts up against um your shutdown. And so this is when I hear, I want to go like do this project, and I'm super hyped up and I'm super motivated. And you go to like sit down and do it. And your body's oh, like, Oh, I
0: know. Yeah.
1: Nope. Nope. We're shutting down. And you're like, but I wanted to, like, I was motivated like five seconds ago to do this. And you're just like, you're basically if you push your hands together and push as hard as you can, like your body is fighting against each other. Like even just doing that for me for like five seconds, I'm exhausted. And that's why so many of us feel like I didn't do anything. So why am I tired? Your nervous system was basically at war with each other. That's why, again, so many of us, you go to like workout, you put on the workout outfit, your cute little outfit, and you go to like into your gym or at home or at the gym and you get there and you're like, I I literally cannot do this. And you sit there and then you're like, I'm exhausted. And I didn't even work out. Like, what the heck? So there's there's so many different regulation states. And once you start picking up on those, then you you find those little patterns of, and I think, too, knowledge is power. When you can understand what's happening to your body and then start working with your body. Yes. That's oh, That's when the magic happens, when you can start working with your body.
0: You can't fight against. Your body is way smarter than you are. <laughs> it your will body, always win.
1: It's... If you think of it, your body's trying to protect you. It is trying to protect you from something. Um, I like. I think everyone has probably seen the Discovery Channel, especially if they follow you with hunting. Is yep. we've all seen the like lion, you know, chasing down, you know, the antelope. And at first, the antelope is in that fight or flight. It's running for its life or it's fighting. And then all of a sudden, you see it like accepts that the yep. lion's gonna get it, and it shuts down. Those are those. That's he was in the red zone and then he was in the blue zone. You that's a crazy.
0: great yeah, that's so great visual.
1: Yeah, understand when you've those shutdown moments, your body is just trying to protect you. Same thing when you are you're in the red zone. Your body has sensed that there's something, something off. There's danger somewhere in your environment. It's when you walk into a party and all of a sudden it's like, oh, something's wrong. I don't, I don't want to be here. Something in the environment triggered something in your nervous system to say, put up your defenses. Um, or you meet someone who you've never met before and you're like instantly like I hate your guts. I don't know why, <laughs> but I hate you. Again, there's something about that person that has triggered your nervous system to say, This is a danger, stay away from them. Hmm. So when you start understanding nervous system from that point of view, it's just trying to protect you. You I think you give yourself a little bit more grace when those moments happen. Yeah. Uh, just you understand differently.
0: Like what's going on inside your body. Well, again, I always say like with a lot of our clients, like work like with your schedule or work. Like when we were starting a new diet, like work with the diet you're already doing and make changes there rather than overhauling. And this is just work with your nervous system and how it responds or rather than just like trying to fight against it and overhaul things. Cause that is truly a losing battle because your brain has been evolved for what three hundred thousand? What? How long have
1: like Homo sapiens? Five hundred million years. Yeah, so you're not it, gonna win that battle. You're you're not winning that. It's um, like the bad diets. The yeah. whole thirty. You can do them for thirty days, maybe, but it is not meant or designed for you to do for thirty-one days because it's not working with you, your lifestyle, any of that. Um. So yeah, that was yeah. A, a perfect example. Yes, this is um, where you work with yourself.
0: So something I heard with the brain and the nervous system is um, it's kind of like when you're doing tasks and stuff, like making sure you're taking breaks and the analogy was like, just like the gym, like if you do 10 reps of bicep curls, you need to take a break and the brain, same thing, like during that downtime um, where you're going to like, recover. I'm not sure the exact term, but you're going to restore, recover those neurotransmitters that have been depleted and then you go and do another task. So it's like, maybe you work hard for like 50 minutes and take a 10 minute break. It, instead of like trying to grind it out for three hours, you're going to be more productive or your body's going to fight against you eventually. And you like now that three hour test turned into six hours because you were distracted for half of it.
1: Yeah, that's why um, most colleges, if you if anyone has been to college, usually classes are about 50 minutes because that's what they found typical attention spans. And then what do we do on our race? We get up, we go for a walk, we get a drink of water. We're tapping back into our sensory system to help either calm ourselves down or wake ourselves back up, so we can then go back sit and and focus for another stretch of time. So, yeah, again, hmm. I talk about the nervous system all day and how it applies to every single second of your of your life. But
0: so breaks are good. I mean, I know personally, like mm-hmm. mid afternoon, if I want to be productive, I need a mid afternoon walk.
1: Yep. I'm absolutely the same way. I go for a walk every day with my husband. That's part of our our routine. I need sunlight. I need movement. I can come back and then work for another stretch of time before I need to go get up, get a snack. I like crunchy things. So I like to go get some chips, crunch on them. That helps kind of re-energize me and then I can work a little bit more.
0: Yeah, def- definitely. So, okay. So definitely some merit there for anyone listening. Schedule breaks into your day. Um, A big one for, like, corporate office, so what I've always told people is, like, set an alarm if you're in that corporate setting where maybe you can't go outside and get, um, and go for a walk, but you can go to, like, the water cooler. Like, get up, you're probably behind on water anyways, go for that quick walk, get some water, go back to your desk.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Work for another 45, 50 minutes. Repeat. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's a something I have a lot of my clients do as well. As yeah, we set a lot of timers, get up, take a walk. Um, I have another client. She she just started a new job, and so she's building her office, and she's built in like a little regulation place um, mm-hmm. in her office that she can go and sit when she needs that five minute break with some of her favorite things, um, where she can just kind of de stress for a minute before she goes back, because she also has a very high stress job and, and needed to find ways. For her to to be able to get through the day so that way she didn't come home super dysregulated and then you know you know gap at her kids and like you know I think we've all been there we came home we had a bad day and we take it out on usually the people we love most unfortunately yes
0: definitely definitely have been in that situation of you're just so sh- stressed out and dysregulated like you said I mean I've done that with mine so like I have a diffuser next to me um I've put a bunch of plants over here next to me. Um, so I've tried to do that with my office as much as I can. Um, so it def- definitely does help when I actually use it. Some days I'm terrible at that, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Even car rides home. That's a great time to practice these things. You can practice deep breathing, find a podcast that you like to listen to. Um, I have a lot of my clients, we have like a de-stressing routine on their drive home from work. Mm-hmm when they get home from work they've let go of the day they're ready to then step into their role as a wife a mother um whoever they need to be at at home
0: yeah that um do you have anyone like sit in their car for like five minutes before going in i've heard that's been helpful
1: yeah sometimes yeah that's that's part of it is that's when they feel the most comfortable doing some deep breathing or they get on social media or, you know, they have textures, things that they do. They play with some Play-Doh. Um, this is the time to tap into your inner child. Get out the Play-Doh, get out the flow, all of those fun things, the fidget spinners. Um, and so, yeah, she she does some of those things. And her, her family knows. Yes, they heard the garage door open. Mom needs her alone time. Don't come into the garage just yet. She'll be in when she's ready. So that, yeah. So, And again, you have to make, make it work for you. Um, what works best for you?
0: And this isn't like you being selfish, because what's happening is you are now going to show up as mom or as a wife or a husband or a dad instead of a grump that's snapping at everyone. Like, yeah. instead of like, oh, God, mom's home or oh, God, dad's home. It's, oh, yay, mom's home. Dad's home.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I remember as a kid, there would be days, my dad also had a super high stress job and he would come home and it was like, Ooh, I'm just going to stay in my room for a little bit until he calms down. You know, that's, it's not his fault, but he, he came home dysregulated and it impacted. It was like, I didn't want to like run up and like say hi. And like, you know, those things that little kids want is yeah. Self-care is never selfish. Think of it five minutes of you time to take care of you means that you can show up better for, for everyone in your life, because yeah. I mean, especially our generation we're the sandwich generation, where we have older parents and we have young kids and we have a lot on our plate and we have a lot of people to show up for. So the better we can, can help ourselves, the better we're going to help everyone else. Definitely.
0: And um, I know I've heard a lot of where you're either the husband or the wife, but, you get home and immediately they like dump something on you. Like you just walk in the door. So this is also taking some time to deregulate so that when you do walk in the door, you're not overwhelmed with like kids running at you and a dog running at you and your wife or husband being like, Oh, thank God you're home. I need you to do this, this, and this. I'm going upstairs and take a bath. Bye. Wait, mm-hmm. What? Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you were, if you were dysregulated and that happened, you're probably already like, no, 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 no. Yeah, like, exactly. Nothing. But if you came in calm and regulated, you'd be like, yeah, let me, like, I'll take the baby. You go take a bath, go take care of you. Like, you're gonna have a very, very different reaction. Yes. Um, and this is also when you have to learn how to learn yourself so you can communicate that to other people of uh, understanding. There's times when I've had to tell my husband, I am in the red zone. I know you really have something important that you want to tell me. I can see you're excited to tell me. I, <laughs> I cannot be present for you right now. I mean, I, I need five minutes. I'm going to go do my thing. I will come back. And then, because I want to be totally present for you is being able to communicate that. Cause that's hard. No one likes to have those conversations, but again, this is something talk, talk to this, you know, a, have them listen um, with spouses and those important people. So if you guys both have an understanding, then then that really opens the doors for better communication, better relationships. Um, again, I've seen it change marriages of understanding each other better in a different way than maybe you you have before.
0: And knowing your husband, usually if he's excited to talk about something, it's probably not like a simple conversation. It's probably like, this new genetics research just came out and (laughs) this is the last fucking thing I want to talk about right now.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. You, you know, my husband, well, I actually had that conversation, I think yesterday. Um, Yeah. So he's, he's now a patent analyst. So I get all of the updated like research on things. And sometimes I do have to be like, honey, I love you. I am. I'm in the blue zone. Give me five. And then you can like tell me what's all going I've, on. I've had in that the, in all have, the research
0: I'll have to use this with my wife because I've had that because I'm similar to your husband literally my wife will look up from her phone like I didn't hear a fucking word he said <laughs> okay I'm I'm just going to leave you and I'm not going to repeat everything I'm just going to go back over here <laughs>
1: Yeah. And again, this is like the, that shorthand. This is why I like using colors or numbers. Is sometimes it's really hard in the moment. Again, if you're in the red zone, you're probably not gonna be like having a rational conversation of like, I'm feeling really angry about X, Y, Z. But if you can say I'm in the red zone or I'm a, I'm a nine out of 10, it lets other people clue into to what you're, you're feeling. So again, this is why I like numbers, colors. Because those are easy to communicate. Mm -hmm. It's like that one word, be like, I'm blue. And the other person exactly knows what you're doing and what what you need. And you can even work out with other people. Like, hey, if I'm in the blue zone, I need five minutes. Or I need you to give me a hug. Or I need you to, like, do X, Y, Z for me. Most people, they want to help you. I mean, especially the people who love you. They want to to help you and, and see you thrive. So this is where you just get to learn to ask for what you need. As women, I know this is challenging. We aren't used to this, but the the more you practice, the better you get and and the better results you will see.
0: Better results, life gets a lot better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it literally all, everything you want gets better with yeah. just right. Isn't
1: that what we all want? Yeah. Yes, we want to lose weight, but we also want to feel good and we want to have healthy relationships. This is thriving. This is where we start to thrive yeah. is Oh yeah. When all of the pieces of our life are, are regulated, really.
0: It's just impl- It's not a quick fix. Like you can't take a pill and do this. You can't overnight fix. This is going to be a, a process over. Well, the rest of your life, basically.
1: Yeah. This really is the rest of your life. Um, yeah. And, and that's why I said my clients too is yeah. If you're looking for the like drop 20 pounds in three weeks and de stress, this, this isn't gonna be for you this is not this is not how this works. Um, you know I, I teach this, I do this. I have a therapist and I I go in and I process these things with her of how can and it usually comes back to how can I better stay regulated with work problems, with relationship things how how can I be more present?
0: Awesome. Well, I think we're just about out of time, so we didn't even talk about fitness and nutrition today. But this was awesome. Um, anything else you want to cover today?
1: I'm gonna say no, just because I think we'll get on a whole other tangent Probably. and then need to wrap up. So, so
0: we'll just have to do have you come on another time.
1: Yes, I would love that. I love. Uh, I again, I love. This so much because again, I want to bring this to as many people as possible. The more people who understand this, I think the better world we're gonna live in. And that's what this is all about. So
0: definitely. And so the great thing have... about a podcast is we can actually like talk about this rather than like a 60-second Instagram reel, which it's incredibly difficult to get off nuanced conversation.
1: Yeah, me dancing and like trying to put it this into like two blurbs on a 10-second video doesn't quite have the same, same no
0: it's incredibly frustrating to do I'm so glad they bumped up the time to like 90 seconds because all of mine have been like 90 recently
1: oh I can't even get under two minutes like if I have something to say it's very difficult two minutes is like my bare minimum 30 minutes to me I yeah See,
0: I the one I record today when I first recorded it it was two and a half minutes and then I had to go and like re-record and edit and yeah.
1: I know those like 10 second clips you guys see on Instagram and Facebook know that that took us like 30 minutes to an Probably. hour to edit down to that like 15 seconds.
0: Yeah oh you do No, there there's a lot of thought that could some I mean some of my best ones are literally me just like doing something random and then it w- takes off but that's usually just the algorithm catches it. Yeah, very rarely does that happen.
1: I, I will never understand the algorithm.
0: Well never. it changes as money. soon as you start to figure it out, it changes. TikTok mm-hmm. changed recently.
1: Yep.
0: So I'm like, why am I I'm getting hundreds of likes and yet my reach is nothing? That used to be thousands of people would see it. Now it's just in the hundreds, but yeah All right. So where can people follow you? um, Facebook, Instagram, any other, uh, social media platforms?
1: Yeah. So you can find me on Facebook. My name is, uh, Risa Houston Cisco on my private page or sorry, my public page. Um, Risa is R H Y S A for anyone, because I know no one can spell that. Um, and then our Facebook group is lifestyle and living fit for busy women. And on Instagram, you can find me at curls underscore and underscore curves underscore fitness. Um, I'm going to be changing that name because as I realize I'm starting to talk more about it. I'm like, that's, that's too long. So that may be <laughs> changing in the near future for me. Don't
0: um, worry. My name used to be Loggie. Yeah, I've changed that.
1: Yeah. And then I, I'm actually going to be starting a podcast soon. So um, that's going to be regulate your lifestyle with reasons. I so will be coming here out and hopefully maybe if I, if I say it, it's going to happen. So I'm going to say it's going to come out before December 1st. I'm going to put myself in. a little.
0: Okay. Time. So if you're well this podcast is probably coming out afterwards so, right. so that, hopefully, that link should be in this, the bio then so yeah. it, go okay, check out awesome. so you're, you'll at least have one episode up by that point so in the show notes You'll find all of her social media connections, her Facebook group, which is free to join. And then her podcast that she'll be starting by December 1st.
1: Yeah. And I actually, for those of you, since if you're probably listening to this, I just actually finished a three-day webinar on emotional eating and regulation. So if you're interested in how that really, like, if you want to divert deeper into the emotional eating side, um, check out the webinar that will be in the free Facebook group. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Again, thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun, I love this.
0: No problem, we'll definitely have you on for our part two.
1: Yeah, love that.